Westplex 107.1. That song has a different meaning to me. Fix my eyes. <laughs> I know what he's saying. Fix my eyes on you. Uh, but a uh, point uh, for me is just fix my eyes, right? Yes, and that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, it's BS in the Morning. I'm B. She's S. You can check out our website at bsinthemorning.show. Don't forget we've got a special deal going on today. If you're an advertiser and you want to get your uh, message on the radio, I mean 90% off four different advertising packages we have, check out weathersponsorship.com. Okay, I have a question for you. Okay, have you... For, for me? Yes, have you ever owned a very expensive watch? I have a very expensive watch, yes. Like what, I mean, like define expensive. And I'm not trying to be nosy, but I'm, there's a, there's a reason I'm going for this. 8,000. No kidding. A Rolex? A Rolex? No, it's a Geneva. It's solid gold. Really? Yeah. It was my daddy's. Oh, okay. I mean, but, but you didn't buy it though. He, 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 he bought it, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, there's an auction coming up where there are going to be two Rolex watches which are going to be auctioned off. And they say this is going to set the record. Uh, probably both of them will set the record for the most expensive watches ever sold at auction. The one uh, watch is Marlon Brando's watch. And Aww, the, and the other, that would be a good watch to have. Well, the other watch is Jack Nicholas's watch. And Jack the, Nicholson? Uh, no, no, Jack Nicholas, the, the, the golfer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather have Marlo Brando's. <laughs> Marlon Brando's? Okay. Yeah. They say that the Marlon Brando watch will possibly go for a million dollars or more. Uh, the Jack Nicholas watch is uh, very a, a noteworthy in that it, he wore it. And I find this interesting. As a golfer, um, you know, I mean, I know, I don't think I would, If you know, I remember my golfing days, and I used to wear a watch. I used to always take my watch off when I played golf. Uh, I did not know you played golf. Long time ago. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I was never any good at it. My father was, was really good. I was never any good, to the point where, to this day, if I play golf with anybody, they always make fun of me because I never use my woods i use nothing but irons because i got frustrated because i never could hit a wood properly and i got really good at irons and matter of fact to the point where in my high school days even going back to there there was a couple kids on the a couple guys that i knew were on the golf team uh, and i used to go to the driving range with them sometimes and i you know they were really good golfers but i could kill them with certain clubs like my seven iron i got to the point where i got really good with a seven iron and i could hit a seven iron you know almost 200 yards which is like really a long distance and i know that that sounds like, oh, there's no weekend at 7 or 20. I used to be able to do it. Um, and at one point in time, uh, there was, uh, uh, if you know anything about golf, I, I, I experimented around with different clubs, and I actually bought a one-iron. And if you know anything about golf, most people go like, a one-iron? Uh, one-irons are very rare, and there's a joke. I don't know if it's still around, but the old joke used to be there's only two people that can hit a one-iron. That's Jack Nicklaus and God. And, uh, you know, obviously, God doesn't play golf. At least we don't think he does. But anyway, the idea being is that they're going to sell these two watches off. And the one, the Marlon Brando watch, actually has his name engraved on the back, which Aww. which they claim he engraved by hand. And the Jack Nicklaus watch uh, is uh, one that, uh, like, I said he wore on every single championship round that he did. So you know some golfer, some golf freak's going to get that one, and some movie buff is probably going to get the Marlon Brando watch. But I've, you know, I I don't quite get the expensive Rolex watch thing. And nowadays, I mean, you know, look around. There are fewer and fewer people that carry watches or you know have watches anymore because you got your phone. You know what I mean? 
Yes, I do. What do you need? You? But they're awful nice. I see. I never really got Rolex. It's like Invicta. Those things are huge. They're like a like a um, what's the word when you? Uh, I, I don't know what the word is, but they're they're like a, a weapon. Well, I I remember back in the day, I had a guy that I did business with at the time. Actually, he worked for me for a short period of time, and um, he would always tell me. He said, uh, he says, Brad, you know what your problem is? I go, what's that? He says, you don't have a Rolex. And I go, what? You know, and he'd tell me this all the time. Well, he's a multimillionaire now, and I'm not. So maybe he was right. <laughs> he had a Rolex. And also, also uh, he always stressed the fact that you wore highly starched white shirts. And nice socks. No, I didn't say anything about socks. It was a Rolex watch and highly starched white shirts. You know, Do that- you know that nice socks to women are like red stilettos to men? Huh? But how do how do women see guys' socks? Because you know they sit down and their pants, yeah, but, you know, but, go up, and you know you can see the socks. I told that to one person, and he reminded me of it yesterday or the other day at the O'Fallon Chamber. I'm like, nice socks, and he's like, I did that because of you, because you told me that nice socks are to to women like red stilettos are to men and he goes and i've always worn nice socks or fun socks since well i got news for you shelly when i'm not in public i wear nice socks with my red stilettos (laughs) westplex 107.1 give me some cash out baby yes that's my kind of line uh good morning it's bs in the morning i'm b she's s and uh, in about uh, 30 minutes from right now we will have our very own meteorologist and what's her name again shelly Jennifer Wojcicki. But I will tell you right now, it's going to be cold today. Uh, high is going to be 38. We're at 33 right now, so we're not going to have much heat at all. Uh, it's going to be pretty much cloudy. The morning should maybe have some sun this afternoon, intermittent. Uh, might even have some full sunshine uh, later this afternoon, right before sunset. 438. Isn't that depressing? 438 is official sunset and it gets worse every single day until uh, we hit the 21st and then it goes back the other way which i'm happy about i hate the short days i'm, I'm kind of excited when it when it starts going back the other way i mean i sit there and i look outside and it's it's not getting lighter any earlier no, no, no. Well, it because I'm up at three and I'm like. Technically, it, it is. Let me see here. Let's see if I can find this. Technically, it is because of the fact that. Uh, let me see where. What was that? Uh, sunrise uh, this morning was six fifty nine. Six fifty nine was official sun sunrise this morning. So just the tad. Oh really? Yeah, six fifty nine. That's the so official. So it just it just rose. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Couldn't you feel it on your face? The sun. No, no. <laughs> I, why I, can't, I, I don't have any windows in my closet. Because <laughs> well, there is no sun. That's the only problem. Hey, we're going to take oh, a break. I that. <laughs> <laughs> we will be right back. So tell me more about these red stil- Westplex 107.1. Bump, 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 bump. That's the song right there. 708, good morning. It's BS in the morning. I'm B, she's S. And we have a website, bsinthemorning.show. Our website for the station is westplex1071.com. A special deal today. You want to advertise in this very radio station or KSOQ or both? Check out weathersponsorship.com. It's a super deal. 90%, not 9, not 10 or 20 or 30, 909% off. Shelly, I have to ask you about something. 
Oh, please do, because I love it when you ask me questions on the air. Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay, you know I'm a techno geek, right? You are a geek, yes. But I'm enough of a techno geek that sometimes I say, okay, this is stupid. We don't need this technology. Sometimes it's technology for the sake of technology, okay? You know what my latest rant is? I do not. The elimination of parking meters and this goofy stuff where uh, you have to have an app on your phone um, and you have to pay for your parking with an app on your phone. Okay, but what if it's like a 80-year-old person that doesn't that still has a jitterbug? Your point, I mean, my point exactly. It's to the point where and that's not fair. Well, I, I, there's there's two things that that that. Uh, well, that's one of the two things. The other thing that bothers me is, uh, and it's interesting. There's pushback on this from some cities where some restaurants in New York and Philadelphia specifically, where uh, the restaurants would open up and they would say, "I'm sorry, we don't take cash." Everything has to be credit. And um, a, a lot of the uh, people complain. They go, hey, look, you're disenfranchising people who are not necessarily well off or, quite honestly, people who don't believe in credit cards. There are those people out there. Matter of fact, if you ever listen to Dave Ramsey, you know who Dave Ramsey is? I do. Okay, if you ever listen to Dave Ramsey, that's what he says. He And he, he brags about the fact that he does not have a credit uh, a report. He does not have a credit rating. He does not have, not, does not have a FICO score. Uh, and that he talks about that he has no credit cards. And people always go, well, how do you travel? He talks about he has debit cards. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the cashless society, uh, if you, if, you know, and, and once again, there are people that can't open a bank account for one reason or another. Let's say they've had problems in the past where they've bounced checks and things like that. And let's say they get their life back together and they try to open up a, a checking account and they can't. And they can't get a credit card. And like you said, someone may, you know, not everybody has a phone. And there are still people that have the older phones that you can't put apps on. Some of the old flip phones and some of the older phones, like, what'd you call it? The, what is it? The, the cricket? The jitterbug. The jitterbug. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's the one with the great big numbers on it. Isn't that the one? Yes. Yeah, the great big numbers. Okay. But more importantly, the ones that they either go with the system where everything has to be done on an app or they have one of these little... I don't know if you call it like a kiosk. It's you never see them. They're in the they're in the city and they're in Clayton, where it's like a like a like almost like a half of a refrigerator size thing, and you have a number at your parking space, and you're supposed to walk down to wherever this thing is located, and you're supposed to either put money in it or put a credit card in it. And you're supposed to put the uh, you know the the space that you're in, and then it mm-hmm. gives you a little ticket. And huh. but I, I I get why the cities are doing it. You know why they're doing it. Um, I, I really don't. They don't want cash because somebody has to empty the parking meters. Somebody has to well, go Well, you know, along. it's funny. So this has nothing to do with parking meters, but what about a business that doesn't take credit cards over the phone or online? Well, what are your feelings about that? I, you know, I mean, once again... That if, you have to send them a check if you're out of state. Well, if it's their business, if that's the way they want to run it, I mean, the problem with that is they're going against the grain, and there are a lot of people that are just going to go, well, I won't do business with them. You know, I, I mean, mean, seriously. Well, but, so my Elbeth, um, I, I'm paying for her uh, headstone. Okay? So it's this little granite company in Wisconsin, and they don't take checks. They wouldn't take, they, no, that's a lie. Let me start over. They wouldn't take a credit card over the phone. They couldn't send me an electronic invoice. They don't take credit cards on the computer. They made me send a check, which I FedExed. Would, and I haven't written a check in, I don't know, gosh, five or six years. Would they, would they take a physical credit card if you showed up at their place? Would they, you know, would they swipe it if you, if you went to their location? 
I would have to come in and do that, and yeah. then I don't know if they would. Well, in other words, one hold it. So they don't take credit cards at all, or they don't take them over the phone. They don't take them on the phone. They don't take them on the internet. They couldn't send me an electronic invoice. Well, you know, once I again. asked about PayPal and Venmo, and they, you know, they said absolutely not. Well, so check this. So I sent them this this check. Okay, I haven't written one in six years. I had to find my checks. Okay, I FedExed it up to them. They sent it back to me because the amount that was written, the the amount that was numbers. And the amount that was written out was 50 cents difference. Well, I, here's my advice to somebody like that. I would find somebody else to do business with. I mean, that's all. Well, that's, the kids have already picked out her stone. And, and, you know, this is all about them. I'm just, you know, doing this for my elbow. I, 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 I get it. My I, point being is that, correct me if I'm wrong, when you write a check and it, it, it matters, um, the different numbers are the different the numbers are different than the than the written out part. Don't they take the written out? Wouldn't the bank take the written out part? I don't know. It depends. I've had I've had banks tell me two different things. I've had some banks say that. Well, I've actually had three different things. I've had some banks say they take the numbers. Some say they they take the the um, the written, and other ones say they just refuse the check. So there's three different ways there. But you know, once again, I mean, you, you know, the the thing about doing business is more than ever, if you're going to stay in business, you have to essentially you know, do what the customer wants. And I'm Thank a, you. I, well, I, but, I, but see, I, Thank you. I'm a real cash guy. So, I mean, to me, I don't... And, and see, here's, there's the perfect example. I understand what they're talking about because... If let's say let's say you're sending them a check for hundred dollars, when they put that hundred dollar check in the bank, they get a hundred dollars. But if you give them a credit card, they get whatever the percent you know the percentage that the credit card company takes. Let's say it's three, four percent, whatever. They get I would gladly pay that above that, yeah, so but, they but, wouldn't have to endure see, that. See, that is illegal, or at least it's against the rules of the credit card company. Did you know that? You're not allowed to no. do that. The, if you look at your statement, because once again, I've had merchants' accounts, and if you read it, that's one of the things they say is that you can't offer a different price for now. People do it, but you could have your merchant account closed because they don't want the fact that that like once again, I use the example: you sent them a hundred dollars, and the guy said to you, "Well, hey, you know, Shelly, it cost, cost us four percent to run through the credit card machine," and you go, "I'll send you one hundred four dollars." Technically, that's violating their merchant agreement, and I'm I'm about ninety nine percent sure on that. Uh, I know people do it all the time, but it's one of those things. And essentially, to me, this is what bothers me about the whole thing, is the reason that all the banks and everything are pushing the cashless society is they make money on every transaction. You know, if, if, if you bring them a $100 bill, the bank doesn't make any money on that. You know, there's you know they don't like it. They don't like touching the money. They don't like touching anything anymore. They just want it all to go, you know, electronically. And even to the point where, where I've always had a problem with this is that, uh, you know, I have a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, who's an attorney, a criminal attorney, and she represents guys that, uh, and, you know, once again, I'm not saying that they're, you know, white as the driven snow, but she represents guys who have been stopped on Interstate 44 when the police search their car. They've got $20,000 in the trunk. And guess what happens? The police take the money. Because, you know what the reasoning on that is? Well, uh, Because they think it's drug money? Yeah, because who, who rides around with $20,000 in their trunk? You know, and to the point where, you know, you go back 100 years. Somebody that's going to go buy a monument. Well, no. I mean, but, but see, once again, once again, why is cash is, you know, why is cash criminal? Why is it that, you know, I mean, there are still, I mean, there are still people around who went through the Depression. Okay. People who were, bo I know, you know, bo I know. born in the. And they've got. 
cash in their safe or right. cash in their mattress. Right. That's true. That my my father was like that. Right. They have to have cash. And I, you know, yeah. I, this came up in a meeting I was in last week that uh, I talked about. You know, the the you know we I was talking about the uh, Salvation Army thing with the new thing where you can you know uh, uh, you know scan the which the use code. that QR code which is so cool yeah. by the way. Yes. I am so glad well, they're doing that. Salvation Army did that because so many people don't carry cash. And a couple people in the meeting said, "Well, I don't carry any cash." And I said to him, I said, Look, I don't carry cash. Well, but I once spend it. I spend one, it too but easily. But see, once again, if you if you if you if you take a survival course, and I'm not talking like you know like you're going to be a survivalist, you're going to live in a log cabin somewhere. But if you take a course like you know what CERT is, uh, Citizens Emergency re- re- Response, like, yeah, Response Team stuff like that. If you take one of yeah. those courses, they always tell you, you know, have a flashlight, have this, have that, and have cash, because of the fact that when the electricity goes out, when the internet goes down, and you try to go to the ATM and it's either out of money or it's offline or there's no power or you try to get gas or you go to the grocery store and you don't have anything but credit cards, guess what? You don't buy anything because if your credit card won't process, they're not going to let you take anything. So they always tell you to have backup cash, emergency cash, typically at least $100 at all times on you. Literally on your on your body, you know, in it your would, purse. It wouldn't last uh, with me. It, what was that? What was what? Well, so there, what'd you say? I didn't. I didn't do anything. What, what did you do? I didn't do anything. Okay. Although, well, something although, happened. I you just know what? didn't hear it. You know what? I haven't. So it's about time that I do something. I believe that. <laughs> it's seven eighteen. I believe that. Um, oh, that's what you did. It's seven eighteen. Don't have dog catchers in the government. <laughs> now it's seven eighteen. Westplex 107.1, one of those songs that uh, you think the title should be How About You, but actually, it's Tattoo. It's Tattoo. Yeah, sort of interesting. Uh, 722, good morning. It's BS in the morning. I am, um, well, who am I? Who are you? You're S, and I'm B. That's right. She's Brad, I'm Shelly, and that's the way we roll around here. Um, it is. God, I had somebody tell me something yesterday that just sort of, sort of hit me the wrong way. What's that? Eh, just, I'll talk about it later. Can't talk about it on the air. I just thought I'd tease you with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some days I don't know whether to throat punch you or to hug you. Well, that's true. It is, a, it, is a, it is a daily struggle. Well, you'll like what I'm going to do next, okay? Okay. You know, oh, I do like that. Yep, Thank yep, you. yep, yep. That's an official Salvation Army bell ringer's bell. Yes, it was retired and given to me. It was one that came out of service, and I ring it because of the fact that I want to remind you that when you see the 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 gal- <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> when you see the kettles outside, there you go. And you see the bell ringers out there. Here, here's my little baby one. Yeah, you got a little I tiny the one. Earrings. You have an unofficial Be generous. one. Yes. And this year, once again, it should be in all the kettles, but uh, it, I don't know if it's been officially rolled out everywhere. But most of the kettles will have a sign on it that has a QR code. And Shelly and I both tried it. Uh, she has a Android. I have an iPhone, and we both tried it, and it works on both of our phones. So you can go up to it. And on my phone, I don't have the QR code reader. At least I didn't. I tried it without the QR code reader. I just turned my camera on, and I just held the camera up to the barcode, and then it came up uh, to the web page. And you click on the link, takes you to the web page, and you can make your donation right online. Cashless. How about that? Salvation Army's gone cashless. Yes, Well, I shouldn't have. say cashless. They still but like you your... you can still put cash in yes, the, in I was the kettle, say, too. That's important. You still can put money in the kettle. Uh, there are so many good things that the Salvation Army does. And I know you're going to sit there and go, Salvation Army. Shelly and I have been involved with the Salvation Army. And 
I'm telling you, there are lots of charitable or charitable organizations that we have come in contact with, and we we help out and we do. But for me, the Salvation Army is special. There's something about it. It has to do with my father in World War II. About my father used to always talk about how during World War II, uh, the Salvation Army always took care of them. And uh, always everything they had was for free and whatever they would give you, if you asked them practically anything, if they had it, they would give it to you. And that meant so much to my father. And there's so many other World War II vets. uh, And there aren't that many of them around anymore. But I know the same situation for the Korean and the Vietnam veterans. A lot of veterans know the Salvation Army does great things for uh, the men in uniform. And not only that, they do tremendous things for people in the neighborhood. Could be right down the street from you. I remember when... The economy went in the toilet back in 2007, 2008, 2009, and the Salvation Army, uh, the the core office there in O'Fallon, um, where they have uh, you know a lodging where people who have uh, lost their homes, they had people they were unfortunately turning away because so many people lost their jobs and ended up losing their homes. Yes, and they did. You don't usually think about that in St. Charles County when you think of like homelessness. You normally think of like Larry Rice and downtown St. Louis and guys you know sleeping in you know Keener Plaza and. Things things like that but you don't oh, really know it's 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 rampant in st charles county right so when you hear that sound and when you're out and about if you're going to wally world or if you're going to uh schnooks or deerbergs or any of the other places that have the salvation army bell ringers in front of them do me a favor just whatever you have in your pocket even if it's like a quarter or a dime or something like that put it in the kettle you know help them out because they do great things and uh quite honestly it's a very flat organization there's nobody riding around in the limousines there's nobody flying in corporate jets uh it's a very 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 well-run organization Organization. And if you go to, uh, what is it, Charity, what's the website, Charity Navigator, I think CharityNavigator.com, I'll double check that. Uh, they, it's one of the higher ranked charities around as far as the amount of money that they take in and the percentage of that that actually goes to the cost. So check it out, help the Salvation Army out, and uh, who knows, someday they may be helping you out. Don't, don't hope that not happen, but you never know, right? It's like insurance. You know, you buy insurance, you don't necessarily want to ever have to use it, but yet when you use it, it's good to have it there. You know, and Giving Tuesday is tomorrow. Is it really? Yeah. Maybe give it to the, the Brad Foundation for uh, underemployed radio people. <laughs> no, but you can put it in for, uh, for, um, for Salvation Army. Sorry, my coughing. I did real well up until just right now, so I don't know why my coughing's back. Uh, Hey, we're going to take a break at 727. Westplex 107.1, Kelly Clarkson. Can you believe that it's been, what, 20 years since the original American Idol? Wasn't it? No, it has not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the winner. You don't believe me? I knew that she was the winner. She was the first First American Idol I believe. I I didn't know it had been 20 years. I believe it was 1999 or 2000. Here, let me look here. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, Anyway, we'll talk about that. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about that Lex break. Uh, What I wanted to talk about is something that... um, and I, and I need, once again, I need your opinion on this because of the fact that, uh, um, you know, you always have the reasoned opinion. I'm, I always have the crazy, weird opinion, right? Okay. Yeah. This is about 
a newspaper strike, and this is specifically about a newspaper in Pittsburgh. And let me see if I can find this real hand. I had it here just a minute ago. Uh, I had it here already to talk about, and then it disappeared on me. Uh, da, 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 da. It's about a newspaper in Pittsburgh. No, here it is right here. The, the title of this article I read uh, just the other day, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette journalists enter second week of byline strike. Okay? What does that okay. mean to you? A byline strike. They're newspaper columnists and reporters, and they've got, they're not happy with management, so they've entered a byline strike. Does that make any sense to you? So isn't the byline, isn't that their name? Yes, on the articles. On the articles? Yes. And so they're saying that they don't want to have their names on their articles or yes. the company saying exactly. we're not going to put your names on no, the no, articles. No, 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 no. They have said, they've said, we don't want the our names put on articles anymore because we're on strike. Okay. Does that make any sense to you at all? No. I mean, they're still working. Yes. I mean, chances, I mean, so they're still writing Yes, exactly. The, the, the spot, right? But they're they just don't want their name on it because they're on strike. I guess they think that's not a strike. Well, that's a. I mean, I mean, I, I read, I read that ridiculous and, is what it is. And once again, I'm not union bashing. Don't anybody say you just don't like unions. I used to be in two unions, and you know, I think the unions do a lot of good. I think in some cases the unions take it a little bit too far. But that's just, you know that's a, an argument for another day. But in this case, they're upset set with management and so they've decided they're not going to put their bylines and any of their articles in the paper and I'm thinking to myself okay except for the journalist nerds who cares you know I mean I mean I well, would to I would me if they're on strike they're on strike yeah but they don't need to be doing any any spot pieces they don't need to be doing their job basically so basically they're trying to get away with making a point yet still getting paid well, but but uh, it, it, it's more than that in this particular case. But perfect example would be okay in St. Louis. If and if, and, and if it, it, could you mention? Can you tell me one person who writes for the Post Dispatch now? Could you tell me one person? Bill Na- McClellan. No, he's gone. Well, he's pretty much retired. He he writes every once in a while. He's he you know he's had some health issues and he retired. I know and he, has. he they have him come back. Well, I saw from he, time to time. He actually was had a. Never mind. Okay. okay, go on. So you can't mention anybody past Bill McClellan? No, because the ones that I love are already gone. Okay. Like the, Bill McClellan. We have, and, we have um, a guy recently that won. Jerry Berger. He's gone. We have a guy recently that won a Pulitzer Prize. Do you know who that is? The Post-Dispatch? I do not. Tony Messenger. And I think who, that if, please? Tony Messenger. And I think that if you ask most people in the St. Louis area, uh, who know anything about, and, and not only that, the, the thing I think that's interesting about this is that these people work at a newspaper, okay? And I'm not making fun of newspaper. My sister used to be in the business. My sister worked at the Globe, and when the St. Louis Globe was you know, going out of business, she went down to Houston. She worked at the Houston Post, and then the Houston Post, the wheels fell off, and she moved over to the Chronicle. The newspaper business is, shall we say, tenuous at best. They're reinventing themselves, and some of them are starting to you know, do well. I mean, right here in St. Louis, the, the Post-Dispatch is only by the um, the Lee company, and they declared bankruptcy, uh, Chapter 11. They restructured uh, a few years back. So it's a tough, tough, tough business. So, But here's my other thing. One of the complaints that the workers have at this newspaper in Pittsburgh is that they haven't had a raise in 13 years, okay? Oh, uh, well. When, when do you say, you know what, 
I don't think this job is right for me anymore, and you find another job. You know what I'm saying? I mean, isn't, yeah. isn't yeah. there... Yeah, I mean, sometimes things have to come to an end. Well, isn't there a point... Sad, but true. Right, but isn't there a point where you say, hey, look, it's been 13 years, I haven't had a raise, you know, I got kids, and every year, you know, prices go up, the, you know, this goes more expensive, and my taxes and my house go up, and, you know, gas, well, actually, gas is lower for a while, but, you know, most things, every if you, if you compare things today with what they cost 13 years ago, I think most things has seen have seen an increase in the price. Why wouldn't you just say, you know what, this is not the job for me. I need to find a new job. I've done that before. <laughs> I think a lot of people have. But yeah. it's, it's to the point where, to me, when I read this, and once again, I'm not making fun of journalists. I'm not making fun of, 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 of you, know, uh, uh, you know, the unions. It just struck me by like, okay, no bylines in the stories. Like, what does that do? You know, I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, it's to the point where it's like it would be like saying, okay, you know, uh, you know, the the uh, the mechanics at uh, at the GM dealerships are all on strike, and you know what? They're not going to put air in your tires. They're going to fix your car. They're going to do everything else, but they're not going to put air in your tires. And you go like, well, I can do that. You know, I can go to the gas station, put air in my tires. Okay, fine. So what good does that do? And chances are, you don't need air in your tires. Chances are, your tires are you know where they should be. So so do you think that they're making a point that that is making a difference I, I i think it's i think it's a dumb move to be honest with you i think it's i think a, they're being children well you know it's like well yeah you can't i'm not gonna put my name in the story although 13 years without um you know a pay incentive that's a long time well but okay a friend of mine who used to be in the newspaper business i know exactly what he'd say he'd say at least they have a job i don't because he lost his job he got downsized, and you see that more and more and more. And and not only that, what you're seeing, like even in the local news with Channel Five, uh, for sure, with Channel Five, uh, you know, they had a deal where you know there used to be two unions at Channel Five. There still are IBW, which is the engineers, and after after SAG, which is the people on air. Not a lot of the people now. They have a new thing called a multimedia journalist, where they go out and they shoot their own videos. They take their camera out. You know, they use their own microphone the whole bit. And you know, 20, 30 years ago. If you would have said there's going to be a day when you know uh, you know Frank Cusimano is going to go out with his own camera and shoot his own reports, people go, "No, there's no way that's going to happen because of the fact that the unions won't allow that." Well, guess what? They they went to the unions and essentially said, "Guys, look, you know we know we got these contracts with you, but you know what? We're not making as much money as we used to. The business has changed. People aren't watching local TV as much. They're watching YouTube. They're watching Netflix. They're watching this. They're watching that. We don't have the revenue we used to have. And finally, the union said, okay, fine. We'll give some you know, uh, concessions and allow the, the people on air to actually touch the equipment and record and stuff like that. And things just changed. you know. But, I mean, but they made concessions, apparently. these. And once again, I'm not making fun of these people. I just thought it was interesting. It's the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you want to uh, Google it, you can read more more about the byline strike which once again i scratch in my head on i don't make it doesn't Although make any I sense would to me say if jerry Berger, if if he's if his little byline wasn't on there i'd be sad but that's a but that's a day gone by i mean that's you know to the point where where there was no internet i mean where at the very end yeah, of jerry Berger, true. there was internet you know i mean because because it used to be that 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 was the gatekeepers the you know the post dispatch yeah. was the, yep, that's the gatekeeper true. you wanted jerry Berger, you had to buy the damn paper that's the way it was you know you want to you want to read jerry Berger? now it's to the point where we want to read you know anybody they're online free right yeah, that's true. Except some of them have paywall up, but not many of them. Hey, we're going to take a break. 746.
Westplex 107.1. I love that song. One of my favorites. Florida. Club can't handle me now. Club can't handle me anytime because I don't go to the club anymore. No, they miss you. <laughs> you're right. Yep, your presence is missing the club. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm hanging out. Hey, man, what's going on? You know, what's really interesting is that there's a lot of music still refers to the club. And you, in the St. Louis area, St. Charles County, St. Louis, their whole metro, do you know of any, like, quote-unquote, like, clubs anymore? Like, discos, like, places people go to dance, things like that? Rise at the casino. Yeah, but they're only like what Friday, Saturday, isn't it? Aren't they? They're just only doing a couple nights a week, aren't they? I don't know. But I mean, like there used to be all sorts of places, you know. I mean, even to the point where like swing dancing places, you know, the people that do line dancing oh, and things yeah, like that. Swing dancing. You know, places. a lot of those places, you know, like what what's a wild country over in Collinsville? That's gone. Uh, you know, remember a little bit Casa of Texas. Love is there. Yeah, in but St. Louis. Yeah, but they do more than they, they, they do all sorts of things. I mean, that's just like you know, you can rent it for wedding receptions. I'm talking about places that are like you know, in the day we're open like as as discos or clubs or dance places seven nights a week. You know, I mean, it's it you know, like remember a little bit of Texas out there, which is now yeah. a church. Yeah. Wild Country over in Collinsville is now a church. Maybe that shows you something right there. Um, you know, there used to be uh, the one over um, off of seventy over by Main Street is a church now. Which one? And it used to be. Um, <laughs> that's a story. I I busted my daughter. Seventy at Main Street. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, it's on seventy, and it's by. Um, it's past Bass Pro Shop heading west from Main Street. Past Bass Pro Shop heading west. Man, I don't know what you're talking Was it, about. Did it used to be Electric Cowboy? Oh or? no, no, no that, that's out of Cape Springs. I, I don't know where it's yeah, at. I Cape just Springs. know how to get there. Yeah, Cave Springs. It used to be, I think you're talking about the place that used to be old Burlington Coat Factory, and they turned it into whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Is that there anymore? I think that's gone, isn't in it? In Cahoots? No. Well, In Cahoots was a little bit of Texas. They, they was two different names. It was In Cahoots, then it was a little bit of Texas, whatever. That was, that's, and originally that was the original Sam's Club, if you remember that, that going way, way, way back when, right there in Earth City. That was the original Sam's Club, the very first one in the St. Louis area. Did not know that. Yeah, and then they moved to St. Charles. And then it became in cahoots, and then it turned into a little bit of Texas, whatever. But you know, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, and then it's a church, and now it's a church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many. There, pl- you know, it's really funny. I'm going to tell on her. She's going to be really mad at me. But um, so, I did not want her to go there because who? they. Who are you talking about? The 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 country and western place that's now the church. No, that's you said over off you said seven. you said she. You didn't want her. Who's her? My daughter, Tiffany. Okay, you didn't say My that. My babes. Okay, you didn't say that. Because she was in high school. Yeah. Okay? And they that, that was a time where they let people, let kids in they from a, 13 up. Right, right. They had a, And they didn't have a teen night, too, and what they had as well, too? Yes, yes. And I did not want her to go there, but she went there. And I would have never known unless, that's back when pagers are going, you know, that were, were popular. Right. And um, one of her friends called and said, "Um, is Tiffany there? I said, no, she's not. And she says, well, I was supposed to meet her in In Cahoots tonight, and um, I can't get a hold of her. I'm like, oh, really? So I went, drove down there. I was very cool. I drove down there. I went to the DJ's booth, and I said, could you please page Tiffany Barr and tell her to come to the DJ's booth? You didn't do that. Yes, I did. And no, no, nobody came. Nobody came. Nobody came. And then I waited for like 15, 20 minutes. I went back there and I said, could you please page Tiffany Barr to come to the DJ's booth? Her mother is here. 
then people came. Who came? And she looked at me, Who came? and I looked at her, well, when you paid and you, when I you, was like, you come with me, you and you don't ever call my house again, don't come over. Whoa. And I, I didn't ground her, because well, well, I had nothing to say. Okay, I'm confused. You paged her, but other people showed up. Why did other people show up? Be- the people that she was with. Oh. Man, I'm just the opposite with me. If, if, if I was placed like that and, and they said my mom was, was paging me, I'd duck out the door. <laughs> you know, I, I'd be gone. I'd be bailing out <laughs> no, the back. they didn't do that. Well, I already saw her car. <laughs> you mm, know? Well. And I was just like, what? And your little Tiffany mind so, thought that this was going to be okay with me. So I just want to know. Now we know what kind of mother Shelly was. I was, I was, I was tough. And it's spooky as hell. I'm sorry. And despite my shortcomings, she turned out to be an amazing, amazing soul. Well, you know what? She told me once, she says, do you know the reason why I turned out to be a good person? I go, why is that? She says, well, there was this one night I was in cahoots and my mom paged me from the DJ stand and that changed my life. I go, really? I'm sure it did. I'm sure I'm sure it was <laughs> yeah, eye-opening for her. I bet it was more than and eye-opening. I just sat there and I, I didn't say a word to her the whole way home. And she's like, Mom, say something. I go, I have nothing to say. Wow. And I didn't ground her or anything. Wow, 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 wow. Hey, we're going to take our last break. We'll be right back. 